Welcome to another episode of The Hammer Drops. I'm your host, Layak. Today, we want to welcome back Rob Miller. On this episode, we are going to go over the rise of communism, what bug out bags are, and give some survival tips on in case something does happen. Now, if you're watching this on Rumble, please make sure that you hit the like button, subscribe to that channel, so this way you stay up to date on new videos that are coming out. Uh, leave us a comment as well. Let me know how you, how you like this episode. If you're listening to this on podcasts, go to your favorite podcast platform, type in The Hammer Drops. We're going to pop up. And if you can, do me the same thing. Like the, like the podcast. Leave a review. It's going to help us get out to more people. It's going to help us break the, that algorithm. Don't forget also to follow us on all social media. We are on all social media at The Hammer Drops. Now let's get on with the show, Shall and let's welcome Rob Miller back to the show. How are you doing today, Rob? I'm doing fantastic, bro. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know what? I cannot complain. It's Monday. It's raining, and I'm doing a show. So that's all that matters to me right now. <laughs> and you're not, yeah, I was gonna say, and you're not at work, so you know. Yeah, hey, there's, that's a positive right there. Mm-hmm. So, so today we are going to talk about the rise of communism. We're gonna. This is gonna be a multi-part. Um, series, essentially. I'm not going to say two parts. I'm not going to say three parts because there's so much information on this, it's not even funny. So let's just jump right in because I'm sure this is going to be a nice, long educational episode for for the listeners. Oh, that's without a doubt. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with except maybe talking about a little fellow named Khrushchev. Uh, if anybody remembers a guy named Khrushchev, he was the uh, premier of Russia. Back in the 60s and 70s, he took after uh, he took over after uh, Stalin passed away. The notable thing about Khrushchev is that unlike his predecessor Stalin, or even you know the guy that was that pretty much kicked off everything, you know Lenin back, you know you're talking about like the Bolshevik Revolution and all that nonsense going back into like the tens and twenties and like in the 1930s, you know when yeah Stalin taking over and becoming the top guy in uh, Russia. You know, you have, after the death of Stalin, you have this guy named Nikita Khrushchev. He becomes, a, becomes the first premier of Russia. What's notable about him is that he kind of started implementing these less repressive and um, policies in mm-hmm. Russia. Um, he actually started allowing for some, some, not all, but some foreign music, uh, some what would be deemed Western or Americanized or American music, Right. And art and poetry and books and authors and whatnot, basically media from other other areas of the world that weren't Russian and that didn't follow, you know, the, the Communist Manifesto to be allowed to be in uh, Russia and to be allowed, uh, you know, for your average Russian citizen to have access to this stuff. So he kind of, I see it as sort of like the beginning of the rise of modern communism, mm-hmm. how they, they kind of start accepting certain things they're still picking and choosing but they started accepting certain things that were deemed you know you know capitalist pit you know whatever you want to call it that weren't that didn't follow the manifesto that weren't under lenin's teachings or, or even Karl Marx's teachings or anything like that so you have that coming into play and that comes to play in the, like you know the late 50s and into the 1960s unfortunately um you know Khrushchev ends up dying, I believe, 1970 or 71, but it was noted that after, also nothing too, you have to remember, is after World War II, we had this cool thing called, you know, they started doing this thing called, like, uh, during World War II, we had what uh, NATO is formed, 
Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after, we have the United Nations coming into play. And even still, um, you know, the United Nations has had kind of a weird relationship with Russia over the years, same thing with NATO. And during Nikita Khrushchev's time in the 60s, I mean, he was quoted many times as saying things like, you know, communism is the future. Communism will rule the world. We will take America without firing a shot. Right. So this thing, it's called Khrushchev's prophecy, taking mm -hmm. America without a shot. And now, that's what we're seeing today. Well, exactly. I was just going to say that. That's exactly what we're seeing today with everything that's going on, where it's they're it's like they put in little cells. I mean, everything that's going on, like Planned Parenthood, uh, BLM, Antifa, just all these different organizations that are Marxist systems, that that's what they believe in. And it's just, I don't think people understand how long Russia and China, um, communism just in general, how long they've actually been, this has been going in motion. This has been going in motion for well over 50 years. Oh, at least, easily. And, and that's the thing is that, Literally everything that we're seeing today, every single thing from, um, you know, like the, uh, the, the, the shootings in schools and malls, <laughs> um, the destruction of the, the standard, quote-unquote, nuclear family, you know, where there's a mom, there's a dad, and they have kids, um, the constant racial divide, the, the division, now we're getting where it's, um, you know, where people are not having to worry about, you know, uh, transgenderism and is there right. a pedophile following my daughter into a bathroom? Literally, everything is designed to weaken America. It's not only to weaken our, uh, you know, our 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 money, uh, weaken the home family unit, weaken the individual person. Literally, every single aspect is designed to help destroy America. And like Khrushchev says, they will take America without a shot. That's how it's going to be. Because, I mean, and, and just, you know, I, I try not to get too political with, like, my personal opinions as to what's mm -hmm. currently going on with the political, you know, with our current administration. But, you know, it's it's funny, like, you know, and, and everybody hears these rumors about Biden and the Biden administration. You hear these rumors. You don't have you can be one of these. I don't follow the news. I don't like it. It's too negative types or whatever. And yet you still have these rumors like, you know, uh. You know, uh, I mean, just in fact, the first, what, 100 days, Biden's in office. What's, what's one of the first things he does? He cancels the Keystone Pipeline. Right. Fights it as saying that this is a, a great victory in, uh, for the environment. Meanwhile, it destroyed, it, it lost thousands upon thousands of jobs, not just for American citizens, but also for Canadian citizens. Also helped increase our dependability on Russia and foreign oil. It also increases our gas prices, helps to increase inflation. And I mean, and it's just, it literally trickles down from there with the repercussions of it. And why? Because of the environment? You well, I think that's, I think that's just, uh, you know, they're just using the environment, global warming as an excuse to be able to get this agenda going. Oh, it's, you know, it, and that brings us back to the whole, you know, conspiracy, uh, the one world government, the new world order and all that stuff which we are seeing happen right before our eyes. Yeah. And yet mainstream media and nobody else wants to really comment on this, and, except for people like shows okay. like this. And it, it's even more interesting, too, because you see, and you can go online and look it up, there's footage of the leaders of African countries, mm -hmm. of Nigeria, Kenya, uh, the Congo, other parts of the world, I'm sorry, other parts of Africa, 
where the leaders of these, these African countries are saying, look, it's as simple as this. American dignitaries, they come here with $100,000 and say that they want to pay us $100,000 to help stop, um, you know, uh, like sex trafficking and slavery in our countries. Mm -hmm. China and Russia send dignitaries over here and they bring us 500000 or a million of their dollars and say they want to learn uh, like our military about our military training techniques or right. they want to give us this money to help us. To, to allow us to, or to allow them to send some of their personnel over, their troops, their dignitaries, whatever you want to call them over here, to learn about our military strategies, how to train, what it's like to live in a tropical environment. Right. Right. I mean, that's not a red flag. No. Well, it, I, I saw some. I saw some of. The, I saw some of those videos from Kenya. Or I believe it was from Kenya where the leader of Kenya, and they're like, and they even he even mentioned about America coming in, like, yeah, we'll give you money, but you know, for you know, humanitarian issues, you know, to yeah. push for this LGBTQ and all this stuff. Like they're trying to push this stuff into other countries and be like, Hey, we'll give you money as long as you're going to do this. But again, this is all on the, it's all traced back to communism. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's, <clears throat> that's just it. Cause you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, after, you know, with, with Khrushchev saying, you know, we will take America out firing a single shot. I mean, first of all, they know for a fact they will never be able to fully get rid of guns in this country. No. They they know they they know for a fact that that's not going to happen. So what do you do? You also they also know that they can't just do like a full on, you know, full scale like in the movie like Red Dawn where they just suddenly just start dropping troops. They know right. that that's also not going to work. And the best way to do it is to, to you know I mean like read Sun Tzu. You know, he talks about how to destroy your enemy from within. Read the Art of War by Sun Tzu, and, right. and he tell he he outlines it perfectly how to. And I and I can almost guarantee you, Khrushchev and the rest of the commies back in the sixties, fifties, forties, and so on. I'm sure that they probably at some point had access to this book because it's been around a long ass time. Right. And it talks about how to destroy your enemy. You don't just go full board, full you know, full hard. You know, with every and every warrior and sword you got. No. Part of defeating your enemy is defeating it from them from within. It's right. destruction of the heart and the mind, not just of the body. And the perfect thing to do is, you know, first of all, as soon as you, you know, take away, you know, like with the whole transgender thing, first of mm -hmm. all, if you get enough of the population, you know, and, and there's been a lot of talk about population control by, by various moguls, you know, Bill Gates and, and the rest. The first thing you do with, with controlling population is first to destroy it. And how do you do right. that? You get enough of the population to question, am I a boy? Am I a girl? <laughs> yeah. And so pretty soon, a good portion of the population is no longer reproducing. And they already know for a fact that a large portion of Americans' population is the baby boom generation. And that's our parents' generation. And they're all now in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s. They're getting older and having health problems. So you damn well know <clears throat> if it ever came down to an actual land war, they're not going to be much good. Next, you have what uh, what people like our generation. You know, what, what are we Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X? Gen I don't even know anymore. <laughs> well, Dude, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I think we're I think we're on Gen Z right now. I, bullshit. But well, you know, they, they know that a lot of us, you know, are are ready and willing to fight. A lot of us, uh, you know, are military veterans that seen combat action in uh, Afghanistan, Persian Gulf. 
uh, Iraq, all that nonsense in the Middle mm-hmm. East, in the late, you know, mid, or, you know, from like the '90s to the 2000s, and even now, right. you know, and then after they're coming up, so that that's a that's probably what maybe we're probably what 30, maybe 40 percent of the population, and that's as baby good. boomers, you know, kind of you know go away, they they die off and whatnot, and get too old to do anything. You have the next generation, our kids and our grandkids that are starting to come up, and the problem with them is they're too busy going, am I a boy? Am I a girl? Or else they're, or they're too busy. They want to play video games. They don't want to. Yeah, I want to play video games and sit in right. my, my my dad's basement all day and and, and with my my cherry vape and and talk about how everything is racist because I got I got I got a fuck you tattoo on my forehead. No one wants to hire me, and I have a liberal <laughs> arts degree, and I can't figure out why I can't find a job. Right. Not that I would get a job anyway, because I'd probably end up having to work for someone who's probably a racist or a bigot or a misogynist or a whateverist mm-hmm. or the transphobic or they're tra- you know whatever homophobic or what it so you know that doesn't matter so <clears throat> and, and in the fact that you have you know crushing uh student loan debt coming down on our generation and the generation after us right you know, the destruction of the nuclear family i mean you've seen the nonsense now that the the navy united states navy oh my god you saw that video yeah i've seen i i couldn't even finish watching it so so for those of you who, who are listening or might be listening the, the United States, don't know about the United States Navy recruited a drag queen to put in for their recruitment because all military branches are showing decreased levels of enrollment, recruitment, what have you, into the military branches out in our country. So meanwhile, while people here are trying to figure out what bathroom to use and be outraged over the latest ist word, you know, misogynist, sexist, racist, whatever, China and Russia are doing way better at educating their children. They're educating children in multiple languages from the age of like three. These children are doing uh, calculus in elementary school. In Russia, they have record high numbers of troops, artillery, tanks, and all this crap, but we're too busy figuring out who's going potty where. Well, um, as you were ta- as you were discussing that, I was I'm looking for the video for the recruitment um, oh. as we speak to share it with everybody. Um, and it looks like, for the most part, I, that video has been, might have been taken down. But, really? yeah, but the, yeah, the U.S. Navy <laughs> deploys a drag queen influencers to recruit new sailors. I think they're regretting doing that now. But, but I mean, what do you expect with, the, with our military? Nobody wants to join the military because of the woke, this woke ideology that they're pushing on people. Like, leave the military alone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, so <clears throat> I just I'm searching that for that video on my phone here, and I put in I put in the uh, Google search, but new Navy recruitment video. First thing that pop, pops up is I got a few different things. I got things from uh, Fox News, which you know whatever. Another one from yeah. the Independent Reporter. Um, uh, what else here? Probably a whole a bunch of different you know various news uh, channels here. Things everything saying. Pentagon facing mountains mounting scrutiny over Navy's drag queen recruitment video. Drag queen fronting U.S. Navy's recruitment drive claps back at critics. They only hate us when they can't be us. Wow. Uh, U.S. Navy under fire over recruit, recruiting pitch featuring drag queen. Our enemies laugh at us. Navy recruiting yep. video featuring drag queen. is it just goes on and on and on. U.S. Navy platform drag queen influencer to attract youth to the military. I'm sorry, that's not how you attract people to join the military. That's no, not no. 
No, yeah. who's going to want to join the military? And that and that, exactly what our the Biden administration and these woke generals are doing is essentially making it to where no nation is going to be afraid of the U.S. anymore and our military. Because why? While we're so busy pushing this aspect, while they're, while they're pushing this, like you said, these other countries are teaching kids, you know, how to properly clean a gun, how to properly shoot, how to properly load the weapon, teaching them survival techniques, all of this stuff, math, history, all of that. And here we are in our schools pushing this communist, essentially Marxist ideology onto everybody. It's all about weakening us. And it's just terrible. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, in other countries, the two biggest ones that I like to look at is China and Russia. And like I said, I mean, they're teaching at the elementary school level. These children are learning physics. They're learning calculus. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to, you know, now I'm not a sniper and I don't have, I, I did not serve in the military. Unfortunately, I did not. Um, but if you are looking at how to properly, if you're in a, uh, if you were a sniper or you're trying to kill someone from a great distance, you're going to have to know about things like, um, bullet, tra- bullet trajectory, you know, mm-hmm. airspeed velocity, you're going to need to know physics. There's a great deal of math involved. And if you're introduced to these principles at a young age and you're taught advanced math or what we would consider in this country, advanced math, because right. You know, now two plus two equals four is now considered is it racist or sexist or something. <laughs> yeah, something. basic math is now considered. But yeah, so if you're like a five, if you're a little five year old Chinese kid and they take you out the sweatshop and they're like, "Look, here you go, little kid, and we're going to give you a rifle and we're going to teach you about trigonometry and calculus and we're going to teach you about chemistry and you're going to learn how to make explosives and this and that and the other thing." Meanwhile, your American counterpart is, you know watching a drag show so yeah i don't I, you know i mean like i said you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out something is definitely wrong and <clears throat> i know a lot of people i've gotten criticism from certain people i know and family saying well well what's the big deal if a child watches a drag show you know we should be accommodating and be including everybody. like i have no problems with homosexuals right um you know and i'm not going to be that person to say well i know i have a lot of it's like if you say if you're a white person you say Oh, and you're talking about things that pertain to, to black people. And you say, well, I've got a lot of friends that are black. Immediately, you're discounted. Yeah. Mer- so, well, immediately, you're considered racist. <laughs> immediately, considered racist. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're, you're white devil, white devil. Right. So anything you have to say, it doesn't matter your education level, your experience, anything like that, which is how we used to found, uh, you know, arguments uh, and discussions, you know, back in the day, what, all of, what, what, five, six years ago, back in the day, apparently, right. um, before everything became racist, you know, that's how you... Uh, <laughs> so well the funny thing is is that now like like you said about how the russians back in the 50s they started off with you know without firing a shot being able to inject communism and come over to try to take over america well on my website on the hammer drops website i i i uploaded the speech uh it was a speech from general she uh i can't even pronounce his last name Poitian. Is it from China? Yeah, it's from China. It's uh, He was a general over there, and it basically outlines everything in this speech on how they were going to take over America without firing a shot. And if we look at what's going on today, you have China 
they have farmland here. They have farm. And we talked about this in the, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this in other episodes as well. But we have, they have, they own farmland all throughout the United States. And the one thing that's more alarming than just the, the farms is how close they are to our military bases and military assets. Yeah, isn't that kind of funny how that works out? Right. And oh. how they allow it. And now, you know, with the Biden administration, it's being proved that the Biden administration or Joe Biden, I'm saying, I should say that he's accepted him and his family have have accepted millions of dollars from China, from Ukraine. And it's funny how we have a balloon that goes over, doesn't get shot down until it gets over water. And once it gets shot down over water, I mean, what's the first thing that's going to happen? Anything that's electrical in there? Oh, it's going to be it's going to be fried. It's going to be exactly. It's going to be garbage. You know, so it's amazing. So, so if you're going to send, and that's what's funny. It, now, if I was going to send a balloon or, or some, some sort of uh, aircraft over a continent that where one of my enemies or apparent enemies was at, I would make sure that what I would do is I would put in an electrical device and the battery life on it, very short-term battery life, but powerful enough to uh, obviously receive... Uh, signals to be able to move the craft wherever I want to, but also be able to send back any data that I want. But it also makes sure that the memory on it mm-hmm. is next to nothing. So right. my enemy shoots it down and it crashes, goes into water, what have you. There'll be little to any information that my enemy might be able to recover from it. That's just basic military 101 right. common sense. Right. Yeah. Hey, we, hey, but we have the balloon, but. And it's funny, that balloon got shot down, what, almost three months ago, and we haven't heard nothing since. Yeah, isn't that funny how they, you'd think by now that they would have said, hey, yeah, we got the balloon, and we found this information on it, or the balloon was manufactured by this company, or this military mm-hmm. contractor, or something. Nothing. Not a peep. No, not nothing. a damn thing. Kind of like that one dude's laptop, you know? Oh, what was his name? Oh, um, you know, and then they call, they call him, the now he's known as... The first son. Oh, oh, that's right. I, that's a conspiracy also, theory, though. And it is too. And I like how this dipshit <laughs> takes, his, takes his computer into a freaking computer repair place, tells the guy behind the counter, "Don't look at any of the files on there. Don't whatever." So they end up fixing dipshit's computer, and because they have, to, I mean, it's their job. I mean, it's not like, you know, because honestly, if he really wanted it secured, he should have taken it someplace else. But when you're, you know, you're living, you know. Uh, you know, modern living through uh, modern chemistry, well, you know, kind of thing. So you're not thinking 100% clear. Well, so here's, they, you do a little check and they find out, hey, how come there's all these transactions to you from like someplace in Ukraine and China and all this stuff? And well, I guess pictures and I have a question to that. My question is, is if Hunter Biden, Joe Biden has been <clears throat> in politics for what? 40, 50 years, right? Yeah, he goes back to, like, the 70s, I think. Okay. And now, NSA, their computer whiz is over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Joe Biden knows of somebody that can work on a computer. Why would Hunter bring his computer to a private repair guy instead of bringing it to maybe, I don't know, a government official to fix? Well, see, and that's, that's what's so funny. He brings it to, if I remember right... It wasn't. It wasn't like a uh, a private repair guy. It was like a, It was like, I wouldn't say it was like in a mall, but it was like a store, 
and yeah. I think it they have they it's like a chain store where they own multiple outlets of the same business kind of thing. Right. You know, it, it's sort of almost like going to like a, um, you know, like a Target or a Kohl's type of thing. But they, they do electronic repair. They, they specialize in electronic repair. And apparently in that the particular area that this happened in, they're, they're somewhat well known for being, uh, you know, in business for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. And they're very good at what they do. And they're very thorough and professional. And but yeah, the but- fact that Ding Dong... You know, this guy, he takes it in there. But you know what? When you're high as hell, you'd be amazed at what you do. You just, I've done a lot of stupid shit when I was drunk. So, you know, I can only imagine being <laughs> high on, on crack or coke or whatever that yeah. guy, you know, whatever his issue is, you know, being high like that. I mean, this isn't like a marijuana high where you just want to eat and giggle and take a nap. You know, this, no, is, this... Uh, this is a different high. This is one where you want to go, like, fight, fuck something and, like, maybe blow something up kind of a high, apparently, from what my understanding is. But... The fact that this idiot takes it someplace and part of their job is being thorough and checking to make sure that the computer's going to work. And then, oh, you know, we're finding all these records of financial transactions and, and inappropriate pictures of him doing things and, and more financial records. And what kind of an idiot? Like, seriously? Well, and the funny thing is, I mean, I mean, this whole Hunter Biden thing, but it, his laptop literally proves, and I know that the House Judiciary Committee, committee, they've been doing their due diligence on this whole thing to get to the bottom of everything, which is, which is great. But is anything going to happen with Hunter? Probably not. It's going to get a slap oh. on the wrist. And that's what's funny is that the FBI gets a hold of the computer, and all of a sudden we we have no knowledge of the of, of, of the Hunter. Biden laptop and uh, the this, this supposed Hunter Biden laptop. I mean, the only way it would be any funnier is if, you know, the head of the FBI comes out and he's saying all this stuff and literally out of like his bag, the laptop falls out. That's the only way it would be any funnier. It, you know, oh, we, we have no such knowledge and there was never any lap. Oh, bullshit. Now, I'm going to share. I'm going to, I'm going to share. Um my screen here because I just, I put in the communist party of the USA Mm. and sure as shit on their front page, it shows trans rights. It shows communists for queer liberation for the communist party. If people have any doubts that, that these organizations are in fact Marxist organizations, communist organizations, maybe this might help people to realize that it is actually true. So let me uh, let me add this to the scene here. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and here's the, the funniest part about all this. Anytime you see any of these, you know, I call them the, these new age media types, you know, your, uh, your Dan Bonginos and your Ben Shapiro's, uh, well, your Joe Rogan types, all these new people... Anytime you see them and they're doing a speech talk at a college somewhere and they're talking to young people and these young people are all for trans rights and this and that and other thing and they start trying to talk to these people and they try to engage them in an actual conversation where they have to present things like facts and statistics and that sort of thing. These young people, these protesters, whatever you want to call them, they have no information. They're literally just reciting and spewing out whatever dogma they can taught and to pair it right back at the person they're talking to. Right. And this is right in our country. This this organization, I mean, this shows just how much 
and how close communism is to all of us at this point. What's also interesting to note, too, is that if you go back and look, if you look at the beginning of uh, communism in foreign countries in China and in Russia, you know what they used to do to people like this? They were mm-hmm. transgender. You know what they used to do to homosexuals? I mean, oh. you, had, you had the sheer numbers of homosexuals that were killed under Stalin. I mean, really? <laughs> well, and then and now here you go with this, like... I'm, I'm going to scroll through this website a little bit. Now it says building unity in the fight for reproductive justice, like promoting abortion. Yeah. Now, if anybody knows anything about communism, like look at China. China had a one child clause. If you had more than one kids, guess what? China was coming in. The, the government was going to come and take the other kid and kill it. Yep. Plain and simple. And now look what's coming to America. <laughs> now it's like, let's push for abortion. And granted, I would agree with, you know, that's that I would say is a different subject for a different show. Oh, big time. You know, because there's so many, you know, like Planned Parenthood and just all that stuff. There's so many rabbit holes you can go down with that. But, I mean, this is from, a you know, again, from the Communist Party of America's website that they're promoting this, all this stuff. They're Now they're also, and all races vigilant and police violence now. Like, against the police, against, you know. But I think what people don't understand about communism is they don't care really about this. No. If they can get you to think that they do and uh, basically it, it's one big psyop. If they can get, manipulate you to believe this, then they've done their job. Another thing, too, is if you look at, and it go, this goes back probably a good 50, 60 years, but as far as the percentages of abortions that are carried out in the United States, uh-huh. the largest group is the, also they're in the quote-unquote African-American or the black community in this country. They are like, I mean, I, I, honestly, for every one white abortion, it's like it's like a one-to-three ratio. Every time one white person gets an abortion, there's like three black people getting an abortion. So abortion is huge in, in the black community. And for right. the fact that these, these Yahoo's and this, uh, this American communist website to feature black people like, you know, any, anybody with half a brain would have to go, wait a minute, why would I want to, you know, be associated with that? Right. Especially black people. I mean, right. a lot. Do people, do people, people are so quick to forget history. I mean, the communists are the same group of assholes. They killed, I mean, under Stalin, they killed thousands of homosexuals. Thousands of people who were, who were deemed ethnically unclean. So basically, it's you look at me funny, pow. Well, you know, and what's even and what's even worse is uh, even with China, Xi Jinping. Just just since Xi Jinping has taken um, office as president of you know the Communist Party over there, millions of people have died. They are harvesting organs. Uh, Their religious persecution, like you wouldn't believe. But yet people don't want to, you know, mainstream media and people just don't want to believe it. I mean, and here's one thing that, that's on the website that uh, um, that communist website, it's a bill of rights socialism. Um, and it says socialism is a common sense path to fairer, more prosperous and more democratic USA. Now, I'm sorry, but anything that ends in ism ends up communism. Fascism, fascism, communism. I mean, it's 
they are manipulating the masses with this. And unfortunately, there are some of our political um, representatives that are affiliated with this. You know, and I think one of the greatest things that they ever could have done is convince the American people that this country is a democracy. Hmm? We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Right. And, and that's and people get them, them so twisted. And and then there again, you go looking at these idiots on this communist website. America, you know, the, the democratic system would be improved if we were communism. Like, oh, no, no. Well, you know, it's like, you know, there's an old saying like, um, you, you know, if you're picking a war or anything like that, they you know, talk about vampires or, or even from a religious standpoint, you know, they talk about the devil. And it's, there's a saying that says the greatest uh, ploy the devil ever used was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. That's what this kind of crap is. Convincing the world that you don't exist or that you're cute, warm, and fuzzy when you're anything but. Because I can guarantee you, this should come to pass. The first thing that's going to happen is they're going to be looking around, you know, my fuzzy ass up and putting me in the gulag or whatever. And after they get them, you know, beating me, getting any kind of information they want out of me, you know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, then, now, here, this is the last thing I want to point on to this website because I don't want this website on here anymore, and I'm not promoting it whatsoever. I'm against communism, just as you are. But, I mean, this, if this doesn't prove it right here, China's legislative, legislator, yeah, legislature maps out post-COVID recovery resist pressure for a new Cold War. I mean, they're literally promoting China. I mean, but what more proof do you need about this? <laughs> that communism is alive and well in the USA. Oh, and it's coming. And that's what, for the longest time, you know, for me, basically started during the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, you know, um, I had a lot of friends that were in, to, in the music scene, the local Chicago, Illinois area music scene, some professional, some semi-professional, quite a few very well-known national recording artists, people that I knew, or there was like a friend of a friend type thing, um, local business owners, I mean, I, you know, people everywhere that I know. When people start to, they, they stop talking to you because of your political ideals. And it's not even all that radical. You know, it wasn't like I was saying, oh, you know what would make this country really great is if we started rounding up all the black people, killing them, or all the Jews. It wasn't even like I was saying anything crazy like that. As soon as I started saying things like, you know, that Donald Trump guy, he's got a couple of things that actually don't sound that bad. And that was all I had to say all of a sudden. <laughs> my friends list on Facebook, everyone started yep. unfriending me. I'm like, really? I didn't even say I was going to vote for him. All I had to say was, you know, I think Donald Trump's got a couple ideas that don't sound too bad. Boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've lost... So, for, so from a party that's supposedly so peaceful and loving and understanding and they want, you know, inclusion, mm-hmm. yeah, they want to include you as long as your ideas don't differ from theirs. Doesn't this kind of sound familiar? Hmm. Yeah, it sounds very familiar to me. Yeah. Sounds, you know. Sounds very like a good Russian idea, comrade. That's yeah. what that sounds like. Well, it, it's, it's the ultimate divide and conquer, if you ask me. I mean, oh, they're yeah. dividing us. Just to be, you know, we're if we don't wise up as a nation and come together as one, we're going to be screwed. <laughs> and that's and that's why you know, like I was uh, you know, talking to you about doing this episode, doing some sequel episodes for this. You know, obviously, I mean, 
you know, talking about communism, I mean, we could talk about this day and night, yes, hours and hours. But I think the the main thing here that people that are going to be listening to this need to understand is that, you know, and I hate to say this, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. but it's already too late. The enemy is, it's not even, this isn't like 20 years ago where the enemy was at the, at the gate, you know, 10 years ago where the enemy was at the door. The enemy is now inside the house. He's got a knife, and the knife is, it, it's just, a, it hasn't quite broken the skin, but it's its right up against there. We are screwed. You know, with all these things they got coming down the pipeline, you know, Title II, uh, you know, Fed Now thing coming in July, everything coming down the pipeline, <laughs> literally this summer. There's, there's no way of legislating our ways out of it. It's well, coming, and the best thing anybody can do is buckle up and hang on and yeah. pray whatever God you want, and hopefully you'll come out, your, your family and loved ones come out of it okay, because shit is about to get, you know, like the scene in the military, stay frosty, you better get your asses fucking chilled right up, because yeah. it's not going to be, this is well, not going to be great. No, well, in two days, Title 42 comes to an end, and of course... Wow. Biden, his answer is, let's send 1,500 troops down to the border that all speak Spanish to we, so we can get these people in. And mind you, there's a mi- there's like a million people going to bum rush the border on oh, wow. the 10th. Have you, seen any of, have you seen any of the footage from down there? Yeah, yeah. I've actually posted videos up on the uh, on our webpage. My favorite is the one where, where they're, they're cruising along the border and there are Chinese people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's Chinese national nationals coming yeah, into our I mean, country. Just walking along, and the guy has some like uh, you know savvy English. You speak English? No, yeah. no, no English. And they're just walking along. I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's funny. Like most of the people that are coming, like coming to our border now, are Chinese nationalists, uh, mm-hmm. Russian nationalists, uh, basically nationalists from the BRICS nations mm-hmm. that are coming over through our border. And I'm sure, a, I'm sure not a single one is maybe a military sleeper cell or anything like that. I'm sure none of them, not a single one has any uh, political or military ties back to you know, the country they're coming from. I'm sure not a single one. Yeah. Well, I actually, you know what, now that we're speaking of it, I have, well, I have a short, well, it's a four minute video. I don't want to play, but um, it's an Arizona sheriff, Leon Wilmont. He uh, does a ride along to show the con job, illegal aliens, put on the American immigration system also mentions NGOs cleaning the area prior to senators arriving to make it look like there's no issues at our borders. I mean, yeah. this is just crazy. And then obviously you've got um, the press secretary saying, Oh, there's no problems at our border. And yet if you look at, if you look at Texas, Why it's a shame. It's, it, it's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> No, no problems, and we're sending stuff to our border. They'd be like, going like, okay, there's no problem. So you know what? I got a great idea. We're going to send all of our border patrol agents and personnel out there doing a bang up job because there truly is no issue at the border. You know what we're going to do? We're going to send them ice cream and maybe have a pizza party or I don't know something. That would mean that there's no issue at the border. But when you say, oh, there's no issue at the border, but we're going to send 1,500 troops. Uh, wait, what? Right, and when. Know, uh, and when when Trump wanted to do the same thing, Kamala Harris oh. went on on record and saying how she was completely against it. But now it's OK because the Democrats are doing it. Yeah. The same group of assholes that live in gated communities with security cameras and armed guards and shit don't want a border wall, but they want a fence in front of their house. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes perfect sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's the do as I say, not as I do type of thing. So, also, um, very big, very big uh, communist uh, uh, comrade Lemon would approve kind of shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, it, you know, and it's just amazing. I mean, honestly, I think what, like what you said, I, uh, they're here. There's there's cells around here, and I think some of these um, mass shootings may be tied into that if you go down the rabbit hole. Which I one I have to, I want to touch on this the mass uh, shooting that happened over the weekend over in Texas in Allen, Texas. Um, they finally released the guy's name, and then on top of that, they release his name. I know, I know and, they, this one. and they say he's a white supremacist and a neo-Nazi. Yeah. How? I mean, but wasn't are people name? that fucking dumb? <laughs> but he was Hispanic, right? Or Latino, I whatever. A Latino with a gain with a gain tattoo on his fucking hand. Yeah, what was his name? More Gustav or so, I forgot Mor- his name. Maurizio Garcia or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there was two of them because that other guy that ran mowed down a bunch of people at a st- um a bus stop too. Yeah. So yeah, but no, there was the, the one Texas shooter. They said that he was a white supremacist neo-Nazi, and the guy was Hispanic, Latino, and he was. He, yeah, he, he was clearly not white. No, and I I don't know about you, but I don't know of any. I haven't heard of any white supremacist groups allowing anything but white people in. Yeah, and and that's what's funny because uh, I I have a couple of acquaintances. I won't quite say friends, but I have a couple of acquaintances that are members of the motorcycle club that happen to be a uh, I would say a pro-white club. We'll put it like that. Mm-hmm. And part of the thing that they like to do is they, they go joyriding and yelling at people who aren't aren't white. So um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they won't let you in if you have what you might try to call a dark tan. So, right. and the fact that the media is playing it off as, oh, he's a white supremacist, really? Well, see, now my question is: is now what if we want to go down this rabbit hole a little bit more? Now with this with the shooter in Allen, Texas. Now, they just mentioned his name and that's it. You know, you know, trying to put him with the white supremacists and neo-Nazis and all this stuff. But my question is, I mean, I would love to know, is he an American or is he from, is he an immigrant from, from Mexico? And number two, how did he, how was he able to afford like the Kevlar and AR-15 and AR-15 that looks like, would be probably go for a couple grand at least. Yeah. Well, my, my thing here is I'm still trying to figure out, and I love how the, the big buzzword uh, politically is uh, assault weapon. Right. Yeah, there's a clear-cut definition for an assault weapon because I'm sure the media's already painted, and he's got an assault, and he had an assault weapon. Any weapon can be an assault weapon. If I, if I attack somebody with it, that's assault, and I have a weapon. Here go. It's an assault weapon. But there is no clear-cut definition by either Webster's di- dic- blah, Dictionary uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, Google, or anybody else, they can clearly define what an assault weapon is. It's a buzzword. Right. No, it is. Because, I mean, let's be honest. AR, basically, it's it's an automatic rifle. Uh, technically, AR and AR-15 stands for Armalite Rifle. Right. So, I mean, nowhere in it is... It's, it's not what they're trying to portray um, it as. And that's what's funny, because with, with the whole word AR-15... Uh, you talk to your average moron on the street about AR-15, they're going to tell you, oh, AR stands for assault rifle, and, and the 15 means how many uh, how many bolts it can hold. No. No. 
No, not even close. I think they should just, I think the manufacturers of AR-15s need to just change the name of the AR-15. Because your average politician moron and your average moron on the street don't understand these things. Because no. reading is hard. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Knowledge is very hard for a lot of these people. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, I think we've learned that over the well, years. Um, well, and it's, and the reason why I, I wanted to touch on this particularly, because with all these mass shootings that are going on and the, the you're hearing more and more people wanting gun control, gun control, gun control. They want to take away our guns. They want to, you know, infringe on the second amendment, but you know, and there's two things. One, the Second Amendment was put there not only for the right to bear arms, but it was put there for is our duty as U.S. citizens when our government goes tyrannical that we need to put a new government into place. You know, and I think people don't really realize that that's what the Second Amendment is actually all about. They just associate it with, you know, the right to bear arms, right to own a firearm. But our government, now they want to go after the assault rifles, as they call them. But they also want to start going after, you know, your pistols. They essentially want you to, they feel that, well, those are weapons of war. You don't need those. Well, why can't, you know, we're the constitutional republic. Why aren't we allowed to be able to have exactly what our military has to be able to protect ourselves against a tyrannical government? Well, and that's the whole premise of the Second Amendment. And mm-hmm. I like how they, you know, you get a lot of these idiots talking about how, well, you know, it doesn't say in, in the Constitution that you have to have, uh, you know, a gun that can hold more than one round. No. I mean, you're talking about a document that was drafted over 200 years ago. These guys didn't have the foresight to be, hey, you know what, I think in 200 years they're going to have these little these little guns that will fit in their hand and they can put like eight or nine bullets in it. I mean, come on. They would have sounded insane if they started doing stuff like that. Right. Well, but, I mean, in some way, maybe they, I mean, they they had the, the foresight to put this into the Constitution, you know, as a failsafe. Yeah. You know, and of course, with that being in their Constitution, that's why, you know, and I've said this in other episodes where why we haven't been invaded yet is because we are a constitutional republic and most of this, the population owns a firearm. How are you going to go up against the largest army in the world? There's no way. You have America has 320 million, say, people uh, yeah. that live here. Probably more. Out of that 320 million, you can probably guess that there's at least 70% of that that owns a firearm. So 70% of 320 million, that's still a lot of people. That's larger than any that's larger than China's army. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna how are you gonna defeat that? You can't. Uh-huh. Well, you know, and it's, it's said time and time again, you know, there's a whole behind every blade of grass, there's a weapon type of thing in America. Mm-hmm. But, you know, also, too, it's like you go back and you look at the battles of the American Revolutionary War. You go back and you look at the military tactics from both sides of the economy, the British side and the American side. And nine times out of ten, what saved the day in the battles that we did win against the British is because of guerrilla tactics. Right. You know, you've got largest, most powerful army in the world at the time coming up against a bunch of farmers. And what did they do? They, the British stood in single lines and they're right out there in the open and you could pretty much hit them with a rock. It was so easy to pick these idiots off. What mm-hmm. are we doing? Yeah, we kind of fought a little dirty. I'm not going to lie. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, we're hiding behind trees or ambushing supply wagons and supply chains and shit. But when you're a smaller force with probably... 
not as great, for, especially for the time, uh, weapons. And, you know, you don't have, maybe, say, the best tacticians available to you or medical supplies or even food for crying out loud. I mean, all those poor bastards that nearly forged trees in their asses off. You know, I mean, it's no wonder we had to do what we had to do. Right. So. I mean, <laughs> it's. I think we've touched on it quite a bit today when it comes to um, the communism, um, you know, war, all of that. Um, I hope that this episode actually maybe will open the eyes or help people to start to question out what's going on in, today, in the world today and what to expect. Yeah. Um, because there's so much more. I mean, like you said, we can sit here for hours and hours and just go over the data on what's going on, what can we expect, how it started. But the the, the worst part is, I got to say, is that this is not just an American phenomenon. All no. the bullshit you see going on in this country. I mean, I have friends in the UK. So if anybody's listening to this. I know exactly what you guys are going through over there, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got no-go zones in major British, uh, I'm not sure about Ireland, but I know for a fact in England, and I'm not sure about Scotland, but I know for a fact in England, in some of the major cities in England, uh, I know London's one for sure, they have major no-go zones. So if you're a free white in 21, as we say here, but you're living in London, and you're not of, uh, let's say, you know, Muslim, you're not a this, you're not a that, you're not a whatever. There are certain parts of the town you're not allowed to go into because you do not fit the description of that particular demographic group that is occupying that area. So therefore, even though you are a citizen of that country, you are not allowed to go into that part of town. Hmm. They have stabbings because Britain got rid of guns years ago. Right. So instead of them having mass shootings and they laugh at us Americans, instead they have stabbings. Or people just run up and stab eight, nine people in a row and run off. <laughs> you know. Well, they do that. Well, they do that in Australia too, which is another yeah. monarch. Um, Canada. I mean, they're trying to take the weapons from the Canadians now. Well, so Canada's that's already, Canada's a lost country. Yeah, I don't know if you, if you're aware of what's happened in Canada. They, they passed the bill where now if you, uh, everything has to be pro Canada and not just pro Canada, but the current government, the current mm. administration running. Yeah, it's got to be pro Trudeau. <laughs> And it's oh, got to be pro-whatever, pro-liberal economy, whatever nonsense they got going on up there. So, and so, like, if you're watching TV, you're watching, you have to just, you know, you got a day off of work, you're staying home with your dog or cat or whatever, you're going to watch some Netflix and chill by yourself or your loved one, whatever. Every commercial, every ad, every everything is pro-Trudeau, pro-government. It's almost like a V for Vendetta kind of thing with everything being pro that administration. And just propaganda coming at you nonstop. Hmm. So, and what is that? Law in Canada. It's no. also a law in Canada where you can't, uh, what do you call it, uh, discuss like anything that's anti gay, anti lesbian, oh, yeah. anti transgender, mm-hmm. anti anything is not considered a hate crime. And you will be picked up and carted off and taken to who knows where. Probably well, to the well, in 19 states and um, down here, we have 19 states and five of I think there's nine of them right now that have passed laws to a sanctuary for transgenders where they can if the, you, if your kid goes and says, mommy and daddy doesn't approve of this. Well, they're going to take your kid now and yeah. get them the, the surgery and all this stuff, which people don't seem to understand. They're doing it's all a part of the plan to depopulize to 
take over. You know, I mean, less people, less soldiers, mm-hmm. less people to work in the factories to make the weapons. Yep. Less people for education, less people for health care, less people for everything. Right. It's a domino effect. It affects everything. Well, then what you just mentioned about Canada with these laws that they're passing up there where you can't we have we have to be pro Canada. I mean, that is a page right out of the communist China. The CCP, mm-hmm. that's a page right out of their book because that's yeah. exactly what they're doing over there. I mean, it'd be, and, and for the fact that they do it, it's, it's just incredible because to me it says that obviously there are enough people in Canada that are questioning the leadership right. of the Canadian government. And for the government to go, you know what, fuck you, we're going to do what we want and we're really going to do what we want and you're not going to be allowed to even think, it's mind control right there. Is your your freedom of speech? I don't know. I I think Canada had a Bill of Rights, something similar like we got. There's 20 or 30 countries, uh, Western countries in the world that have some sort of Bill of Rights. You know, Germany's got one. France has another one. Canada has one. We have our own. UK's got another one. And it's all all varying amounts. I think like Germany's got like 30 30 some odd rights in their Bill of Rights. Canada is like 20 something. Mm -hmm. But it's just funny how now. You can't even criticize the government anymore. Right. You know, you can't go down to the pub or whatever, the coffee shop, and be like, "Oh, fucking Trudeau!" Or, oh, yeah, because now, now you're going to get thrown in jail. Yeah. And what? And what? I think what people also need to realize, and maybe do a little bit of research on, is exactly look into uh, Britain and the monarch system and how many countries they still rule over. Yeah. It. It will actually probably blow your mind because you probably think, well, Britain is just Britain. No, no. They, they rule over Canada. They rule over Australia and many, many other countries as well. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, uh, Canada got its independence from the crown, I believe, in 1981 or 82. It was the early 80s. They got their independence from the crown. Well, yeah, but uh, oh. Trudeau is still put in place by well, the, yeah. the crown. I mean, Trudeau is <laughs> one time to you know the monarchs, but so are a lot of other countries. Right. And they're figureheads. The fact that, you know, they still have a parliament, they got their House of Commons, they have the House of Lords, which is similar to our, our uh, House of Representatives and our, uh, you know, here, mm-hmm. and that, what the fact that for some odd reason, especially it's going to be interesting now saying with Prince, what was it, Charles, I think, he's got the, now he's King Charles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that he's taking over to see what's going to happen under under him, because the Queen was kind of like it was weird like you know towards the beginning and middle of her rule she was more hands-on and then probably the last 30 odd years she was more about doing the odd public appearance and being kind of more laissez-faire about the whole thing so it's going to be interesting to see if king charles now is either more like a lame duck type of king you know like being like, duck president and be kind of like a lame duck kind of king and do like bare minimum you know the, hello my royal subjects kind of thing and the parades, or if he's actually going to try to actually implement any sort of policies over there, or anything for that matter, he may just be you know, sitting around all day drinking wine, smoking cigars, or some shit. Well, I um, think I think if King Charles tries to implement anything, they compare King Charles to um, what was that? Al Gore, like he's that extreme. Oh. So, and what, what's and what's bad is during the coronation, there was protests going. Oh like crazy in the UK over this coronation of, of Prince Charles or King Charles, whatever the fuck you want to call him. But one thing that the, the British and well, not the British, the U- UK and that whole monarch system need to be afraid of, of is the next king and queen. 
once Charles is gone because his wife can't take the crown. So it's going to go to his one son and his wife and his wife is pure evil. (laughs) Well, wait, which didn't one of his kids uh, give up the throne? Yeah. Meghan Markle. And I think it's, I want to say Harry or something like that. Is it Harry or is it, which, which one gave it, which that's the one that's married to Meghan Markle. Yeah. Which one is still around though? Mm. Is, is he the one? Is he the, the one kid that looks just like the old man? He's freaking balder and yeah, yeah, oh, God. yeah. His wife, his oh. wife is like, yeah, not really. Good. See, that's what's. I haven't heard a thing about his wife. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I don't even know what her name is or what she looks like. I mean, don't worry. I, I don't predict uh, King Charles to be king very long. If you catch, oh, my I don't drift. think so either. I think he'll either have himself an accident. Yeah, like know, his his ex wife, Princess Diana. Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably. <laughs> Which, and, and by everybody, everybody's opinion, I think it's pretty much a worldwide consent that, you know, Princess Diana should ne- never should have died. And that no. she would have been an amazing queen and probably would have ushered in a whole new era of just downright amazingness for the crown and for the country. But uh, sadly, we'll never know. Yep. Unfortunately, that will never happen. Now, it's the UK is essentially. It's fucked like we are. Yeah. Essentially. So, I mean, today, I got to say, man, we covered a great deal amount. Um, I'm really looking forward to um, the next installment to this that we are going to do next Monday, of course. Um, So, I mean, I hope this was a nice little um, educational on communism and what to kind of expect and what we're seeing. Um, next show, we're going to get into uh, some survival tips uh, and possibly, if we have time, maybe some bug out bags on what to expect, like what's in them and all that stuff. And I just lost you, Rob. <laughs> no, I'm going to be, uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Um, as Rob is going to go grab something. Um, so on the next episode, we are going, like I was saying, we are going to discuss more survival tips. Uh, one thing I would highly recommend anybody to go out and get is this book right here. It's the SAS Hand Survival Handbook. It's got a lot of useful information in here. It will help you if you need to build a fire, if you need to build, um, you know, just about anything. Fishing, how to dress animals, all that stuff. Uh, teaches you how to read the stars, all that fun stuff for direction. And I do apologize, folks. Uh, my co um, is still MIA. So I'm going to keep going here. So also in this book, uh, it's going to show you, you know, cooking fires, the best ways to do them and keep them kind of low key. So you're not going to be spotted um, when and how when it would be time to leave a certain area if it came down to it. Um, literally, it's again, it, it has so much useful information in here. Um, teaches you about plants, CPR, um, first aid, um, how to make a teepee. Um, you know, just plants, poisonous plants, um, things that you can and cannot eat. And here is my guy back again, finally. I. Uh, so, are, are, are we, are we going to make this a super long show or are we going to. Uh, we're, well, no, we're going to pretty much cut it here, um, and I'm just giving a lowdown of what to expect on the next episode. Oh, okay. 
yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, next episode, I definitely want to be back on. And, uh, you know, I've already, I've already talked to Layak a little bit about this, but, uh, you know, I've already got my bug out bags uh, planned. And, uh, you know, I'm going to work on a little something between now and the next episode and just kind of go over. It'll give you a good, um, how can I put it? Uh, just, you know, some good ideas of what you should have in a bug out bag. Um, you know, kind of, you know, the problem with a bug out bag is, you know, you're trying to plan for the worst case situ situation and have a little bit of everything. The problem is there's only so much that you can carry, so much you can hold, so much, you know, I mean, you have to deal with things too. Like, you know, there's other things to consider, not just about what you're going to be carrying, but also who's going to be in your party with you? Are you going right. to be by yourself? Are you going to be traveling? Are you not going to be traveling? Are you planning to hold up somewhere? What sort of situations are you going to have to deal with? You know, it's not just about the weather. Now you got to deal with, are there, is there, you know, martial laws? There, uh, you know, are there ground troops, military intervention? Is there uh, natural catastrophes? There, I mean, there's so many different things. So, but we'll go over more of that next week. Like I said, you know, I'll have some, uh, I'll get some things uh, jotted down here and prepared for between now and then. Okay. Yeah. And, um, Again, like I told, uh, I told the audience about, you know, if you're watching this on Rumble, uh, you may not see the book, but it's called SAS Survival Handbook. It's the ultimate guide to surviving anywhere. It literally was written by um, a special op soldier. Uh, it has so much great useful information in here that we will also touch base on. I would recommend anybody to go get this book as well. Rob, it was a great show with you. Looking forward to Monday. Uh, next Monday to do the next installment to all of this. Uh, sorry, I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> now that would have been funny for the. Well, I, yeah, I would have had to send that yeah. into America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, I, I leaned a little too far back in my chair, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, don't do that again." So. <laughs> well, Rob, it was great having you on today. Looking forward to again next week. Um, so you have yourself a wonderful day, and 